guys. It's episode 235 of the Girls Gone Wad podcast. This episode is sponsored by Unplugged Float Essentials. Unpluggedfloatessentials.com, the discount code GGW. They're back. You guys can try out their soaks. And I'm sure you've been having a really fun summer and working really hard and doing all the activities. So perfect way to unwind and support the podcast at the same time. Unplugged Float Essentials are bath salts with CBD. So if you want to literally dip your toe in the world of CBD. Unplugged Float Essentials is a great way to do it. Wonderful company, wonderful people. The products are amazing. And we love working with great people. So you guys can support Girls Gone Wad podcast. We know you have tons of podcasts that you listen to. We love that you support us because then we can keep doing this podcast. So try unpluggedfloatessentials.com. Again, the discount code is GGW. This week on the show, we have Christy Aramo, CrossFit Games athlete. We talk about the CrossFit Games are coming up. We're going to watch her kick butt in the CrossFit Games again. She's an amazing person, just a lovely, lovely light of a person. So we talk all about, of course, the CrossFit Games, what she thinks about the new rules of weeding out like half of the people in the first day of the CrossFit Games. Um, Not only that, we just talk about her story, which is really inspiring. We love talking to CrossFit Games athletes for this reason, too, because because they just really are such an inspiration of hard work, determination, dedication. Um, not only that, is she's on a team with two of our favorite people, Margot Alvarez and Sam Dancer. What? Ugh, can we just like be their, um, can we just carry their bags around all weekend? Uh, if you guys, hey, Christy, Sam, Margot, if you guys need a bag carrier, I'll, I'm raising my hand. I'd be happy to do that for you. Or I, I can make you some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. You know, anything you need. You need me to run and get you some sodas. Do you guys drink sodas? No? CrossFit athletes maybe don't drink sodas. In any event, enjoy this interview. We had a blast. Thank you, Christy, for taking the time to join us on the Girls Gone Wild podcast. Again, listeners, you can find us on social. Joy and Claire underscore is the Instagram handle. GirlsGoneWadPodcast.com is our website. You can email us feedback, questions, anything we love to hear from you. GirlsGoneWad at gmail.com. Now, here's the interview with Christy Ermo. I'm so excited. Okay, so I really want to start with, um, you were going to take a break from CrossFit. The CrossFit yeah. Games, I should clarify. Um, yeah. Let's just start right there. What the heck happened? <laughs> oh, I've been, so... I, it wasn't really something taking a break like that I had planned from the start of the year. So I had kind of jumped back into training. It always takes me a while after the game. So like after 2016, I was like, nah, I'm done. And everyone was like, wait, what? Like you just had a really good year. You're done. I'm like, yeah, I think I'm good. And then it's just because like, you're so tired. W- yeah. I was going to say like, is it a mental drain? Cause you're constantly yeah. training. <laughs> you're just, yeah. And the thought of doing it again is like, uh, I'm just not sure. And, and I kind of never really was like, okay, I'm going to be a CrossFit Games athlete. I just kind of slowly, um, I worked really hard. I had some athletic ability. I love to compete and I love the sport. And so that's ultimately how I got into it. I was like 30 points out one year without really putting, without that being my goal. Um, and I was working really hard, but not really prioritizing my training. And so then I made it in 2016 and I was just done. I was exhausted. I was pumped. I was excited. And it, most people, I feel like you get the rebound of like, okay, I am going to do every single work. I'm going to work out five times a day. I'm going to improve upon my finish like immediately. And I think I was just kind of like, wow, I'm exhausted. <laughs> like I need a break. So, um, after you step back for a couple weeks, obviously I love fitness and I love the sport, 
So what happens? I go right back into it. And then I start to get that bug of like, okay, I'm pretty sure I can get stronger. Okay. I think I can improve upon this. So then trying to go back in 2017. Then I finished 2017. Then I'm like, mm, I think I'm good. <laughs> then same thing happened again. So it was like a vicious cycle. And then 2018, I started working with a new coach, which was super fun. Um, but after 2018, same thing. I started training in the fall, but we got engaged uh, in October and we planned our wedding February. So it was February 2nd. This and is not with your me, coach. This is not the coach. This is just your your boyfriend yeah, at the time. Yeah, yeah, now my husband. For a so minute, I was like, it sounds like you sorry. married your coach, but yeah. I don't. I'm no, pretty no, sure no, that's no. not it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's funny. I went. I was a good job. Um, but yeah, so he proposed in October, and it was like, okay, I I trained through the wedding, but also want to enjoy the honeymoon. So I totally enjoyed it because you only get married once um, hopefully. And we went on a good honeymoon and I didn't want it to be like, we love fitness. We still worked out. Like it's a huge part of our life, but I didn't want to be stressing about finding a gym. Um, then I got back and I got into the open and that competitive bug just kind of bit me again. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to qualify. I'm going to qualify. And I qualified. So I was super pumped. Um, and then just kind of over time training through rogue, when I had to make this decision, I started to get this feeling and it was just kind of like, man, something's just not sitting right. Like, I don't know what it is. This is different than other years. And I don't know if it was, you know, the combination of just getting married, the combination of all of the changes, the kind of person I am, I don't love change. Um, so like the regionals are gone, which I loved. So just kind of like all of that stuff. And I started to think about it. And my sister then planned her wedding in Vegas. Um, and I've also just taken a little bit of a break from some things I love. So, you know, rock climbing, because you don't want to get hurt right before the games, it's good training, but it's also like, I don't take quite as many risks maybe as if that I would, if I didn't have that hanging over my head, um, hiking, just, we got a new puppy, just fishing, like doing all these things that usually when you train so freaking hard, all of your extra energy is like, I need to keep that energy. I don't want to be using it out fishing until nine o'clock at night. I don't want to use it um, on extra hikes through the park with my puppy. If I've already had hiking in my training that day. So it just kind of became this thing of like, I felt like the CrossFit Games is almost taking away from me as a person. Um, and I was just kind of becoming like the shell of a person. And I was just going through the motions. And I was just doing it because everyone felt like I should do that. Like, you make it, you go. Like, why would you not go? Um, but for me, it was kind of just seeking out more and figuring out what that was for me and not quitting, not retiring, just kind of stepping back um, and realizing like, hey, I'm still going to train hard. There will be another open in October. There's now 28 sanctionals. Um, if I just kind of let my joints heal, which I've still been working on and my muscles and my mind and everything, I think I'll actually be stronger and better. And I will know. And that was the conversation. I remember where I was sitting with my coaches. I think he was worried that I, with the changes, I didn't really think I could compete. And I was like, no, I'm stronger and I'm better than ever. Like I'm, I can compete. I just need to know that I'm not doing it for everybody else. Like, I think it's so easy just to get sucked into social media and so easy, like everyone's pumped when you qualify and it's just so easy to start doing things maybe for the wrong reasons. And I feel like over time I started to lose why I started it in the first place. Like, I just love fitness. Like I didn't set out to be a CrossFit Games athlete and then it started to become, it's not a vicious cycle. I'm very thankful, grateful, appreciative of my time. I just wanted to make sure like I would know a hundred percent when I watch um, the streams and I'm not there, like, am I dying inside? Because that for me would just light the fire even stronger. And so I just wanted to kind of remove myself. And the only way I knew how to do it or kind of step back 
And the only way I knew how to do it was like remove myself from the situation and see what kind of feelings that made me feel mentally, physically, emotionally, just kind of everything. And then also spend some time with my family. But now I'm going back. <laughs> so um, just a little bit different. But that was like the reasoning behind it. Yeah. And you're going back with a team. Yes. So how and did that, how did that come to fruition where you're like, okay, I can do this? Um, my original was like, no, I'm not going like anybody who asked, I was like, nope. Like I and need why a break. Not? What was, what was that, that knee jerk reaction to be like, no. Um, because I felt like I just kind of made up my mind. And when I make up my mind, it's like, no, I'm sticking to it. And okay. I got to stick to my word. And then it was, I kind of talked to my husband cause I, a really good opportunity presented itself and not an opportunity of we're going to win the game. It's not an opportunity of this is the best team. Like it was an opportunity to grow and to be a part of something with three other really amazing people. And that was really all there was to it. Um, and so for me, how it all came together was Invictus X. Uh, they had qualified back at the Mac and then unfortunately something happened with one of their girls and they got disqualified. So those Sam Dancer is one of my really good friends and Holden Rothwell. And they are just such amazing people. And Sam asks for nothing. Like he does not ask for anything. And I woke up, so I had Rogue and it was an amazing weekend. And I, Margo and I, ironically, were sitting in the chairs, kind of reclined back together. Like, man, she was kind of talking about retirement, more so individual, like maybe in the future if a team posed, but both of us literally having no clue. Um, we were talking like down the road, like years or whatever, because she's starting her business. She's like, what are you going to do all summer? I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I'll stay fit. And so this is like before one of our last events. And then I get a text message. So that was Sunday. Monday, I actually cried Monday morning to my husband. I'm like, did I make the wrong decision? Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. And that's when it all kind of sank in. And I was like, no you have a gut feeling, like, listen to yourself. Um, and then Tuesday I wake up and I have a message from Sam, like, Hey, I know you said you're not doing this, but I really need to talk to you. Um, and so I talked to him on the phone and he asked for nothing. And when you're with Sam, it's always a good time. And it just, I could hear in his voice, like, Hey, let's go to Granite Games. Like we just want to qualify. There's some good money online. And I can promise you this will be the best weekend of your life. It will be the most fun, good people, good times. I think we can bring home some cash, but if we have a good time, that makes it a good weekend. And like, just selling me, I'm like, you know, it's going to be fun. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm still in shape. Like I'll go, but, and I even typed it out. I'm like, it's in writing one condition. You will replace me. And he was like, okay, like no problem. Like we just need to qualify. We have an alternate, like no big deal. Like, okay. So all weekend, they kept like a couple people asked me like, you're not going to do it if they qualify. Right. I'm like, nope, not going to do it if they qualify. And so as I was leaving to catch my flight, so we flew out before everybody, they were all in the house and they're like, Hey, Christy, what, what do you have going on the first week of August? Holden kept asking and I'm like, nothing. And I plan to keep it that way. Like, uh, I'm, I'm not coming like no chance. I've got too many things this summer. Like I can't commit to team training. Like, no, I can't do it. And they're like, okay. And they're just like, bye. Thanks again. Good to see you. So fun. And I like got on the plane. And then the whole way back, I think my husband just knew because the, the thing was, is I was being so stubborn because I had told myself I made up my mind. And I feel like sometimes people look at that as like, you're going back on your word. But when I kind of evaluated all of my pros and cons, it was one of the most fun weekends I've ever had. And I feel like for me, it, it brought back that fire in a different way. And it brought back to why I started. So I started 
to be part of a community, to work out with friends, to be, to fill my void of not being on a, I was a D1 athlete, it's not being on a team. And so all of a sudden I'm in this team scenario that I just kind of got thrown upon. It's this opportunity that presented itself. And I feel like if you just keep saying yes, um, you get experiences and you get to adventure and like, that's what life should be about. So I just kept in the, I was like going back and forth constantly in my head. Like, no, you said you weren't doing it, but it could be like Sam said, the best weekend of your life. Um, so then I talked to him again and he was like, Chrissy, do what you want this summer. Like stay fit. We're not going to require you to come out to San Diego. Like if we can get together. Awesome. If not, like we know you have a husband, we know you have a family. We know you have a gym. We know you have a new puppy. Like we know you have priorities. Um, and so he just kind of, you know, he understood. And I feel like for me, that was the seller. Everybody on this team had something else that was a high priority for them. Uh, so Sam, they started the Dancer Love Foundation. So they have their not-for-profit happening. Um, Margot has her wine business. So she is busting her butt, you know, to sell that wine, which is freaking delicious. And then Holden just got married. So he got married July 6th, and he's on a two-week honeymoon in Croatia and traveling all over Europe. So that, for me, was just kind of like, okay, this is where I'm meant to be, and this is the right time. Um I'll say yes. And so it was just kind of like the four personalities just go so well. So now I'm going back. So that's kind of how that all happened. It was like the perfect scenario. Like you yeah, couldn't, it, you couldn't say no to that. No. And that's, my husband was super excited. Like they, I view them more as like, it's not, we are going to compete and we'll, our goal is to all to be happy, healthy and hungry and ready to go. But also like I'm genuinely looking forward to getting out to St. Cloud uh, and spending time with them. So Margot and Alex are coming out. So her husband, um, Sam and Jen will be there holding in his new wife. And it, for me, it just feels like I have friends all over the country that I don't get to see every day. And so I'm just excited to go spend time with my friends and do something else, work out. Like I'd be working out anyway. So I get to work out with my friends and our significant others. And for me, I feel like it doesn't get much better than that. So it's just perfect. Yeah. And Sam Dancer is an amazing human. He really is. We've had him on the show and he's so great. And Margot. Yeah. Yes. And that's exactly like you, they say you're what, um, do you surround yourself with, or like you are the people exactly. who you surround yeah, yourself with. Yeah. The seven closest people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so every time I leave being with Sam and Margo's, I feel the same. I feel like I've known her forever and I really only, you know, had a small handful of interactions. She was in 2016 on the bus out, uh, to the airport or it was our trial or something, um, for the dinner in 2016 games the first person to reach out and just kind of welcome you and say hi. And I just feel like I've known her forever. And so it's just, they make you want to be better people. And so why, why would you say no to that when you're, you're just getting to experience and surround yourself with such amazing people that you just can't, if you just keep saying no, the doors keep closing. So yeah. for me, I always work on trying to say yes. Oh, I'm so excited for you. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah the scenario excited. that you're describing seems so much like why like people got into CrossFit in the first place, like what the games used to be like, where I was like, yeah. I'm so excited for this. I'm act but I but like I'm training in a way where I can actually live my life and I just want to go and hang out with my friends. And then now, you know, the games and CrossFit in general can be so intense if you let it. I just love the way you're describing like Holden's on a two week honeymoon. Yeah. You know, everyone's kind of doing their own thing, but at the same time, like you have this just sort of fun weekend coming up it's almost sort of like oh yeah it's just just like a friend's weekend that where we're gonna also work out and and the cool thing is is like we're all competitive um so I have no doubt like when we step on the floor each one of them including myself we will give it whatever we've got so we will 100% kill ourselves 
to do like we we don't want to go in and just like we will have fun but we'll also become competitive and we care um but the cool thing is is they're just so positive and so i've seen a lot of team dynamics where it's like outside of the competition floor like you can just kind of see body language and sometimes you're like man i don't know like that team doesn't even look like they like each other like i have no idea what's going on over there but you can just kind of read it um but and then you can i think that really transfers to the floor and so for us at the granite games was super cool Sam's a phenomenal cook in case you guys ever get to try his meals. If he offers you, take it. Like, he is the best cook ever. Um, That's good to I know. Like, I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, my God. Phenomenal. It's like art to him. So um, I just feel like when we'd get home to the house, it wasn't – we weren't sitting there dwelling. Um, I don't even know if we talked about CrossFit. I don't know if we talked about the workouts. We just talked about life. Uh, we all have so many things going on, and there's there's more to us than just – the CrossFit games. And I think that's ultimately what I was also searching for was for people just to get to see me as a person and not just a CrossFit games athlete. And so this group of people, I really felt like that was something we all had in common was there's a lot to us. We, you know, we have a life, but we also are serious about CrossFit, but you can figure out how to be balanced and do both. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. I think it's hard though. I mean, I think um, you came into the CrossFit Games, your first year was 2016, right? Correct. Yeah. And you placed eighth? Yes. Which is amazing as a rookie. Like, Yeah, my goal is to not get last. I'm not kidding. Oh, that's so... I literally, my mom and I, yeah. Um, and she took 10th in the Masters. Yeah, she's a, your mom's a Master's oh, athlete, which is like, yes. oh, just a family CrossFit Games. Yeah. And jokes. Was, like, <laughs> she just happened to make it. And I remember, because that was in Carson. So that's when they got to go before us, which was so cool because I got to watch her. Actually yeah, that's so great. Where in Madison, it's been a little bit harder because sometimes we're literally going at the same time or I've just finished and she's going or I'm warming up because she's going or vice versa, whatever. So it's been a little bit harder. Um, but I remember we were both going there and we were like scared shitless, like out of our minds on the plane. It was my mom, my dad, Patrick, who was my boyfriend at the time. Um, now my husband and myself. And I was like, what did we get ourselves into? Cause I took last in regionals. Like I snuck in that year. Like it was not a good weekend. Um, and I, and I kept thinking like, man, do I even deserve to be there? So our goal was like, okay, we're not going to get last. Like, let's, let's, you know, try to be top for me. It was like top 30 ish. My mom was like, okay, I'm going to be like top 15 out of 20. Um, let's try to get that. And then she takes 10th and I was like, Hmm. Okay, well, that went really well for you. Um, you set the bar pretty high. And then I came out eighth, and she's like, gosh, dang it, Christy, because uh, we're just always competitive with each other. But that was that was probably, out of all the years, that first year for me um, was by far the best. Yeah. It, it was just the coolest experience ever. Because it's all so, brand new. It's like a new experience. New. You don't know what to expect. Carson. Yeah, yeah, Carson was so great. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but doing it with my mom was super cool. She did it the last two years as well. Okay. But just I think with that shift in the way they run the events was a little bit harder for us and a little bit more stressful. Um, but yeah, so heading out to Carson, um, taking eighth that year was awesome. So, so okay. I, the reason I asked too is 2016 because Claire and I have been doing this podcast for about six years. So we've okay. seen the evolution of the games and cool. kind of just the culture around CrossFit. It's no surprise that Instagram and sponsorships and all of that kind of culture feeds into it. It seems like you have a pretty good distance from it, though. I I definitely try my hardest. Um, I think it's really easy to, even from when I I didn't, actually, my first Instagram account um, was created, I think, in 2014 or 15 by gym members that I was working out with. So we were all out to dinner one night for someone's birthday. They're like, you don't have an Instagram? I'm like, no. And I was at Derby City at the time doing CrossFit. And they're like, okay, let's create one. I'm like, okay. Um, so we created an account. And I think the that year I, or the next year, I ended up 
placing first in the open, I think I had like 200 followers on Instagram. Um, so the evolution between like 2016 until now is just crazy. And I think, I think the hard part is, is with social media, I've worked really hard on mentally, um, distance, distancing myself from it, because I think it's really easy to say my self-worth is this because I have this many followers or, um, just kind of getting wrapped up into a 10 second video that you see from someone like anyone can do something for 10 seconds. And it's like, all of a sudden for me, I go into like this negative downward spiral of I'm not doing enough. I'm not good enough. Um, I should be eating this. I should be doing this. And there's, you know, all of the stimulation just constantly. And so just trying to just distance yourself from that stimulation. And I think for me, a huge support system has been my husband. Um, if I'm just lost scrolling, he, and then all of a sudden he can see like, I get anxious or I get negative or, or before competitions, he'll be like, just get off. Like you don't need, you put the work in, like just get off. So I think for me, it's just kind of trying, I don't want to follow an advertisement. Like I like Instagram and I like sponsorships and I get the hang of it uh, or I not the hang of it, but I, I understand from a company's perspective, you know, I see so-and-so in that top and I'm like, dang, I really like that top where they get it. I'm going to go order it or whatever. So it, it's kind of that direct marketing, which is really awesome, but also just making sure that I'm present in my daily life and present with my gym members and present and not just having to record every single piece of my workout and every single lift um, to where I'm not even focusing on that, but I'm worried about, you know, what this audience thinks. And I'm getting the hang of like sometimes talking into it and giving out workouts because I do think it can be beneficial. So, but also it's this weird thing. I'm like talking into a computer screen to myself. So, and I get people follow it, but I still have a hard time wrapping my brain around it. Yeah. Uh, but I think just trying to spend time being more present because I notice when I'm not, my anxiety levels definitely increase just because I start doubting and not believing in everything that I'm doing well, because it's I'm distraction. so freaking worried about everybody else. Yeah, it's yeah. distraction and it's total comparison. And how can you not Always. when all the CrossFit athletes, all the CrossFit Games athletes are on Instagram and posting everything and you're like, should I be doing that workout? So I, I would wonder as an athlete, as a professional CrossFit Games athlete, how that affects you on a daily basis even. Does it affect oh. your training or are you just kind of like, mm. Oh, it totally affects my training. Um, and it, it can be good ways and bad ways. Or even so like you thinking can... you have to do more too. Like, does oh. it affect like the, the, the level and the volume that you do? Absolutely. Um, I'm the type of athlete, so I come from an endurance background and I'm the type of athlete where I will do more and more and more. Like I'll find a way, maybe my intensity drops down, but I will just keep hammering away. Like I could live in the gym. And so I really think in the beginning that for me was awesome. Like it helped me build the base that I needed. But now, you know, I'm 30, I'm not 22 anymore. I'm not 23. Um, the way you recover is completely different. So seeing a lot of these athletes are also younger. So I tend to be kind of, I think in the, I'd say a lot of them are 24, 25, 26. I'm 30. There's not a lot of us above our thirties. And so I think just remembering the way you train, the way you recover, it needs to change as you continue to age. Um, so that's where Instagram can be really bad. And my husband, my coach, they're awesome about it. Like, Chrissy, stick to the plan. Just stick to the plan. It, if you stick to it, you will do well. Do everything with intention. Um, and I think that's the other thing I've learned is there's a couple years I was just pulling things from. I was so overtrained. And that was not my coach's fault. That was my own fault. Because I would do everything they wrote because I'm the type that also if it's on the program, I will do it. I will check it off. But then I'd see all these other things and I'd be throwing things in left and right. And I have never been in a deeper hole. Like I, there was a week I felt like I couldn't even get out of bed. 
that I did it to myself. And that was because of the constant comparison because of, Oh my gosh, I'm not doing enough because of, I need to do, I need to do X, Y, and Z on top of ABCD that I just did. Um, just because that's what everybody else looks like they're doing. And the way it's portrayed on Instagram, it seems to be working for them. Like it, it, they look like I can't even hang with them. Like, and that, that's the other thing I would struggle with is leading into a competition. I would see clips of people testing out the workouts and my self-talk would be so negative. And then I'd get to regionals and for instance, the muscle up overhead squat in 2017, I ended up, that was my first one that I ever won. I literally thought I was going to be like, I don't know, 15th or 20th in that workout, just because I keep seeing all these clips in everybody's times. I'm like, what I'm doing is not good enough, but I can't figure out how to be any better because I was already trying my hardest. And it just, it's this constant battle in your head and it, it cannot be healthy. Um, and so just, I think distancing yourself from that just helps you focus on you, helps you do everything with intention. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's ultimately how you're going to get better. And also you're going to be a lot more at peace. You're not going to have this chatter in your head 24 seven. Yeah. And you're just constantly comparing. I, I always wonder about that when I'm at the games watching the athletes, cause I'm like, man, they have prepared so long and so hard for this moment. There's sometimes I wonder over the years, just again, because I've watched it for so many years, if eventually like the one upping is just going to break everyone. And then like the first day, everyone's just going to be like tanked performance wise. I'm yeah. sure that's not going to happen. But I just wonder like if everyone keeps upping the ante, at what point yeah. is everyone just going to be like, uh, this and is I think <laughs> I, I think that's super interesting to think about because CrossFit hasn't been around that long. Right. So what's going to happen to our backs? What's going to happen to our knees? What's going to happen to our shoulders if we don't train smarter? And so a lot of the teenagers that I see come through the door um, or even just my athletes in general, like unless they're competing, do they need to do a butterfly pull up? Is it good on their shoulders? Um, And if they really want to learn them, I will help learn it. I will help them with it. But for the teenagers, I encourage them like I have a um, she's either nine or 10 right now. That's in cheer and gymnastics wants to quit and be CrossFit. Like her dad keeps telling me and I'm like, keep her in other sports. Let her do our CrossFit kids, let her do whatever, but she needs to play other sports. If you start that young, like none of us who have gone through it have started that young. We, we don't know what that will physically do to the body. Um, and so I think the old school CrossFit ish training of like doing as much as you possibly can, I'm hoping eventually people get away from that mm-hmm. um, and they just train smarter. They periodize their training. Uh, they do more accessory work and they're not just grinding every single day. Otherwise, I don't know what's going to happen to people like their autoimmune system, their adrenals. Like it, it's too much yeah, on the body. If you do that, yeah. it is not sustainable. Yeah. yeah. And I think what I've seen too culturally with CrossFit is it really came out of the gate as like this badass workout so hard and like you go 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 and I think we've really evolved to be smarter in our training just as everyday little gym goers like myself um but I think we also watch the professional CrossFit athletes and we're like what are they doing and we all have to be like hey guys we're not professional CrossFit athletes we shouldn't be doing that and so I think that that's the thing too is like we want to be like you guys we want to be as strong as what you guys are doing and that's just not normal. It's not normal. Think, it's not healthy. You train no. as a professional athlete because you are a professional athlete. Yeah. And it, and it's like looking at all areas as well. So is that person coming to the gym? Are they also drinking enough water? Are they eating enough? Are they mobilizing? Are they so like all that recovery piece? So I, I mean, I love dry needling. I'll see somebody once a week to kind of take care of just a few aches and pains, 
give me some rehab exercises and I work with them very closely. But if you're also, if you're hitting the gym super hard, but you're not taking care of your body, that's also where it can just take a really bad turn. So it'll be interesting. I, I do think CrossFit attracts a certain type of personality. Uh, just, you know, we are very goal oriented. We are just very driven. I think everyone I come in contact with in my gym, like it, I just can tell kind of drink that Kool-Aid is what they used to call it. I don't know if they still say that, but it's just that, that personality that CrossFit just loves or, or that people just love about CrossFit. And it kind of helps them feel, you know, it's a lot of af- people who were maybe college or high school athletes that are now maybe 30 or 40 and they're kind of still filling that competitive void. Um, so just hopefully also with that affiliates are programming smart and they're not programming the way, you know, a CrossFit Games athlete trains, but they're programming ways for people to make sure they have the strength that they need, the the strict movement before they're going into their kipping. Um, and I think that's sometimes why CrossFit can get a bad rep is maybe programming for people who don't necessarily have their base and their foundations built. And then they're able to do these workouts, but in the long run, they didn't have the stabilizers or the strength where they needed it uh, to prevent them from getting injured down the road. So I think it's just, there's a whole lot that goes into it. Mm-hmm. And I should say that we, that you run a CrossFit gym as well. I do. So you have all this knowledge to teach people about movements and CrossFit, and we can get into the culture at your gym. Claire, did you have a question? Yeah. I was going to say, like, we always just kind of joke about people who are like, yeah, I got my heart, my like heart rate variability tested. And it's like, cool. How much sleep did you get last night? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> how much water are you drinking? Yes. And they're like, yes. Yeah, I'm trying out this new supplement. And it's like, awesome. How's your work-life balance? Yeah. Like, that's, that's exactly. When people talk to me about supplements, I'm like, hold on, let's backtrack for a second. Like what, what, what does everything, what do the foundations look like? And then we'll go from there. So, so great. What did you have for breakfast? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is, oh my gosh. It's like, oh, I didn't eat until 1230 and I had a cup of black coffee. And you're like, cool. So like a turmeric supplement is not going to fix it. Yeah. <laughs> Like BCAAs, it's not going to cover the fact that you got four hours of sleep last night. (laughs) Yeah. And you've had eight ounces of water in the last 48 hours. Right. No. (laughs) Good talk, guys. Well, and I, and I think too, like one of the things that you were saying about, um, you know, the, the training comparison, but then also, you know, that people, um, can't really like in the same way that you can't look at other games athletes and say like, okay, that's what I need to be doing. It also tends to go maybe less and less now, but it can go the other way where like normal everyday athletes look at the games athletes. And if they're, if they are the type of person who's on social media 24 seven, then, you know, we as like just the great, you know, the great unwashed, uh, CrossFit goer look at the, the games athletes and are like, Oh, I should be able to do 10 linked legless rope climbs. Yeah. And it's like no other sport And we've talked about this a bunch on the podcast, like no other sport do just like, you know, the community league basketball dads look at the NBA and be like, oh, I should be able to do that. Yeah. Like I should train like him. Yeah. Right. It's a completely different life. But like because CrossFit did start in such a grassroots way where everybody was completely on the same level, that I think identity of like in the first few years, you could just like be some random dude who randomly yeah. made it to the CrossFit games and like your new balances and your basketball shorts. I mean, <laughs> like, the open games are too. over. Like think of <laughs> yeah. the open where like everyone's invited. See, it's kind yeah. of like breeds that mentality. It's like everyone's Absolutely. invited and like, see where you stand. So of course we like feel that much closer to it. It's really yeah. funny. Which is what makes it cool, but also what makes it, it's like a double-edged sword there. So it make it makes it awesome in the sense of that community and everything, but it, it also, right. It, it's that double-edged sword of like, are people ready to be doing some of the, those workouts? Should they be doing that? And so on. So 
it's just hoping people know their limits. It's yeah. like, that's the biggest thing. Yeah, for sure. So talk a little bit about, because we do have listeners, we have listeners who do CrossFit, listeners who don't, but I think it's really always helpful for people who come into a CrossFit gym. Like, what's the culture that you think is important at your gym? Um, yeah. Like, um, what's the first so, thing that people experience when they walk through your doors? Well, we painted it a nice, bright Caribbean blue. Uh, <laughs> awesome. So it hopefully seems a little bit more inviting because uh, some gyms are so dark. Like the first one I started with was, I think, painted black and had like graffiti all over the walls, like just a little bit more of that hardcore mentality. And I literally would sit in my car for like 10 minutes. I'm like, I trying to gain the courage to go into this gym that I feel like was just, and the people were nice. It's just like, I was just super intimidated. Um, and so as soon as we got to players, it was all white. And I was like, we need, we need a happy color. So we picked like a really bright blue. Uh, and I think that definitely helps. But the first thing is like, I am on my coaches. Uh, if you see someone walk in, you smile and you say hi, like very first thing. Uh, because I feel like if you walk in and nobody even looks your way and it just immediately just sets this tone of like, you're, you're already intimidated. Yeah. 100%. Just walking yep. in. So a lot of times the coaches too, you know, I've got a couple coaches who are super strong. They're all competitive. Like they're about around regionals level athletes. So like they're throwing some weight around. They're not doing, they're doing muscle ups, Lego sort of climbs, handstand walk obstacle, like stuff that takes a lot of time to work on. And you know, you have to work. So I would, they're all, a lot of them are elite athletes. So especially for someone who's very new to CrossFit and they walk in and they see that, it's like, uh, am I in the right place here? So like the first thing I'm like, you guys get to know them. Like it's a relationship business, like learn about their children, learn about what they're doing on the weekend, like go up and say hi, give them a smile. Um, and so that's really our mentality is we, I know a lot of gyms do levels. Um, and we do have the RX and RX plus. If we throw out RX plus, our new thing is like, Hey, okay. RX plus the weight is 155, 105. Say it's a ground overhead. It's like, if, if you're going to do RX plus, you should have a ground overhead of 275 or 155. Otherwise you shouldn't be doing RX plus you should be doing RX. So it's very, we try to make it very cut and dry. Um, so it doesn't create separation in the gym. So it's just a very easy decision for people. Uh, and then we all do the same workouts. So our coaches are amazing. So they are, they know all the scales and modifications. We take that approach that CrossFit is infinitely scalable. So I can be in class with my dad. Um, he may be doing, uh, well, he has pull-ups. I was going to say he, somebody may be doing jumping pull-ups. I may be doing muscle-ups. Like it's not a big deal. We're all getting a pulling movement. We're doing the same workout. We're doing a lot of the same rep schemes. And so we really try to just work on making sure everybody together as a community. So we're all working towards one goal. We're all working on similar workouts. We just can vary that workout. Um, but I, I, we do a question, not always, sometimes we don't have time, but before, after class, um, we try to plan community events. Like we, we just want people to get to know each other. And it's, it's literally my favorite thing when I'm like, Hey, like, did you guys know each other before you came to the gym? And they're like, no, like, and, and they hang out outside of the gym. They go out and grab drinks. They go out to dinner. I've seen them out. I've walked into a restaurant and there's a group of people from my gym sitting together. Like they plan things. And so for me, that's super, super cool to see. So our, our first thing is community, like just trying to build that community, foster the environment that we can handle all or not handle, but we want all skill levels. Um, we will have a scaling, we'll have a modification for you and you can all be doing something together. And so we really, really stress that. And I think, I think that's, just been something super cool for everyone. And then the people who maybe are scaling and modifying, like they see others who maybe are lifting a little bit more or doing a higher skill. And it's like, okay, I am so driven. I, that is my goal. Like I want to be, I want to get to that spot. And so I think it also keeps people hungry and makes them work a little bit harder as well. 
So, yeah, that's so great. I love that you have that other side too, the business side. And I, I think I heard in another interview that you used to be an accountant. So that's like a completely different world. (laughs) I, yeah. So I could go into work and not say hot. I mean, I have a conversation with somebody all day, like headphones in, just pecking away at our keyboards in Excel all day long, just working on numbers. Uh, and that, that's what I study. Like I love numbers. And sometimes I think I love CrossFit because there's so much involved with numbers. Yeah. Like you're counting your reps, you're counting your rounds, you're, you're doing you math. Like what's the, the best rep scheme? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Don't even get me started. My sister trying to add plates. She's, I swear she tries to kill me because she cannot do math. Um, that so, is like the hardest part of CrossFit is oh. trying to learn of like, okay, so if I'm supposed to put 115 pounds in the bar, like carry the one. 25 and 15. Yeah. And that's why Allie's like, how does your brain work like that? I'm like, how does yours not work like that? Okay. Like, also, I can't understand. I wish that everyone listening could have seen the, like your face when Joy was like, you used to be accountant. You're like, no. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I still can't believe I'm not doing that. Just because my mom and dad are amazing. They raised us. They helped, they helped put us through college. Like for me, it was kind of like that traditional track. Like you, you go to high school, you go to college, you get your degree, you get a job, you go to work. Um, maybe you get married, maybe you have kids, whatever that is. Uh, and so I was halfway through my CPA. So I had passed two of them and I was on my third one and I was miserable. Like just completely, I would wake up and I hated going to work every morning. And it, I just kept imagining like, wow, I'm 25 or 24. What age do I retire? And then in my head, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like what, how am I going to do this for another 40 years? Like I, I can't even imagine. Uh, I just literally felt that feeling of being chained to your desk. It, but for me, it was just kind of like, okay, it'll get better. Like it will get better. And so you just kind of kept grinding. And it was like, I was just kind of trying to silence this passion for health and fitness that I always had. So my mom was a personal trainer for like 25 years, like our entire life. We were always involved with fitness. We literally played every sport and I just love nutrition. I love fitness. I'm just like a fitness junkie. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. Like, it just makes me happy. It makes me feel good. And she always wanted me to kind of just go another route. Like, she didn't want me to go personal training. She felt like I could go back to that. And so she was like, no, maybe let's not do exercise science. Like, think of something else you like. And I like numbers. So I was like, okay. Like, the business stuff's really interesting to me. Uh, I've always been a big saver. And I, I just like the accounting side, the stuff behind the business and how it runs. So I was like, okay. And I excelled in my classes and then I got into the real world and was completely miserable. So when I and met my boyfriend- you were an athlete all through high school, college, like all through yeah. your pretty yeah, much so I, your entire life, you were an athlete. Yeah. So did so you I, feel like you just like couldn't do that as a job? Like you couldn't do health and wellness as a job? Yeah. I, d- I just felt like- Like that I was your hobby or something? It's just such yeah. an, it's just an interesting thing to yeah. be like, I'm going to go be an accountant. And even yeah. though like everything's pointing you in the trajectory of athlete. Yeah. So I think I was just looking for- which personal training is a career. And so health and wellness is a career. So I have no idea like why Mm -hmm. I just, I started in engineering. I thought about pre-med. I did biology until I took cell molecular and I was like, "Mm, this is no thanks. That was a weed out class. It definitely weeded me out. Um, They did their job there. And so I just, I liked business and I liked numbers and that's just kind of where it ended. I, I think it was more of always, sometimes I have a hard time listening to myself and maybe what is a yes for Christy. And I think it was maybe some influence around me of like, okay, this is a really good career. Like you'll, you'll take care of yourself if you take this path, it's the safe path to take. And sometimes I feel like maybe in the fitness or health and wellness, I didn't exactly know what that path was. So to me, it felt a little bit less safe. 
And what I've learned about myself is safety and security are huge for me. So whatever that means is those those things for me are very, very important. Like I need to know that things are secure. I need to know that things are safe. And that's actually something I've worked on being okay with is not necessarily knowing the path. So when I made that switch from accounting to fitness and health and wellness, I was scared shitless. Um, I'll, I remember calling my parents. They're super awesome. They were just kind of like, what? Or, what? Like you have two CPAs left. Like that's a very good career path. Like why? Um, and I just kind of explained it to them. And when I explained, they, they ultimately want to see me happy. So they were super supportive. I think they were a little bit skeptical. Like, oh my gosh, we, we will support you, whatever you need. Like just let us know. So when you um, were quitting that job, did you have a plan or were you just like, I have to figure out a plan later? So I was applying at Lululemon. I was applying at Starbucks. I I literally was applying everywhere. So I was the, the gym. I just had, I've been fortunate to meet some really amazing people just on my journey. And, uh, there was a guy named Case Belger who runs four barrel CrossFit, who is top notch. He's amazing. He has two amazing businesses, the best CrossFit gyms. Like I strive to what to get players to be like four barrel. Um, and he just had this community and I just knew him through friends and through the community. And they were looking at opening a second location. And I had talked to him a couple times about, you know, just wanting to be in the fitness industry. And he was willing, if I did my credentials, I got my certifications, willing to give me a chance and kind of mentor me and help me and train me. And so I just felt like that was something I couldn't pass up. So I agreed to accept that position with him and have him mentor me and help me, which I also got to meet Lindy. I got these amazing people that have just been on my journey. Uh, and so for me though, the money piece was I'm a numbers person. I'm like, okay, I'm making this as an accountant to go to health and wellness. Like it's a major pay cut. And I just wanted to make sure I was still able to save, just trying to set myself up in the future. So I ended up applying and working at Starbucks. So I would open the Starbucks location usually around 5am and I'd work somewhere around five to 11, three or four days a week sometimes Saturdays and Sundays. And then I'd get to four barrel and I'd coach like 12 and I'd be there till like 7.30 or 8 p.m. And so I, that was the first year I made the games also. So I was working two jobs, um, which also shows you how much games have changed because I feel like everyone now is just a full-time athlete. Yeah, uh, you were fueled yeah. by Starbucks though. That's a good endorsement. Yeah, and that, and when, yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh, I love, I love Starbucks. It's like addicting. What's your um, drink? And, that's a very, um, that's like actually, a personality so, test. What's your drink? Yeah, so I'm kind of boring. I like a Americano with steamed heavy whipping cream. Mm-hmm. Uh, Love it. Yeah, so I just like the hot. I also like in the summer, I'm a, just a plain green iced tea. And I know people are like, green iced tea is gross. But it's refreshing. I, it's I refreshing like it. and it's also it. good. So yeah. when I know how healthy it is, it just makes me like it even more. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> so those are honestly my two. I would say so many others, but after seeing the amount of pumps and syrup and sugar oh, and everything. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Yeah. I don't want to know. So <laughs> I stick with my, my Americanos and my, my steamed heavy cream, and that is satisfying enough. Or, okay, last one. There, we used to get to try and concoct everything. Like when we nobody was in there, we'd practice making drinks. Um, this one, people make all sorts of crazy stuff. I kept it pretty simple, but the one girl taught me to take a peach tea bag and a jade citrus mint and put them together for your hot tea in the winter. And it, it's literally my favorite thing. Like I, now Kroger sells it. So I just buy the peach tranquility and the jade citrus mint and I make it at my house uh, since I don't work at Starbucks anymore and get, you know, free tea so when I want to. you literally just put one of each into hot yeah. water. It's His exactly. mind is blown. Yeah. That just sounds it, delicious. Yeah. It's really good. And you just get a small hint of caffeine, um, but then you get like those, 
just aroma flavors of that peach and it's it's absolutely delicious so Some definitely try that out if you will <laughs> yeah yeah there we go um so it's just so good but uh so yeah so I started working at Starbucks and then I was fortunate enough my old accounting company somebody went on pregnancy leave and they needed a part-time employee so I ended up quitting Starbucks going back to part-time accounting and working at the gym so I got the best of both worlds for a while and then my mom and dad bought Polaris and I was like, well, what are you guys going to do with that? You guys don't know how to run a gym. And they're like, well, we kind of were hoping you'd move home. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so now I just get to do, I still get to do both. So I get the business side with Polaris and then I get to, you know, also talk to people throughout the day, learn about people, help people, which is something in accounting, you don't really get to feel like you're helping anyone. I'm just behind the computer screen. I'm just entering numbers. I'm filling out spreadsheets. I'm, I'm looking at numbers for the business. I don't feel like I'm directly making an impact on anyone's life. And I think for me, that was also something that I was just longing for. It was like seeing and being able to be hands-on with somebody and make an impact on their life and change their life. Accountants, I'm sure they you do in a sense, maybe, but it, it just wasn't the same for me. It wasn't as fulfilling. So yeah. well, I for, for people who wellness. don't do no numbers... I applaud you. So you are making a difference no matter what you're doing because you can do it fast and you can be like, yes, I can add these numbers for you for those of yes. us who see numbers and get really, really anxious. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. So. <laughs> okay. So we will wrap up with some questions that we got from our listeners. Um, okay. The first one, of course, is like, what are your thoughts on the cut after the first event at the games this year? <laughs> Okay. I mean, you had to expect this. <laughs> I did. I, I was like, if they don't ask me, I'm going to be amazed. You have okay. to have some input on this. Yeah. So I, after I saw that, I'm so thankful I stepped back this year. Um, just being a little bit more of a nervous, anxious, sometimes really hard on myself. Um, that, I can't even imagine what the individual, I mean, I mean, they haven't announced the team rules yet, but being an individual, knowing You've trained your entire year for this, knowing how many hours these people are putting in, knowing the hard work and the sacrifices not only they're making, but their friends and family are making for them to go to the CrossFit Games and do their absolute best is terrifying because it's like you could make all of these sacrifices and get spend. Oh, by the way, like CrossFit Games does not pay for these athletes to go. So all these athletes coming in from all of these countries, the hotel rooms themselves, you're there for seven nights, eight nights. 250 plus, right? Then you have to factor in food. You have to factor in flights, transportation, etc. Like so that's all out of the Christy is breaking down yeah. the budget. Yeah. I'm right? serious. I love right? it. There's Break the down the okay. budget. Break so, down the budget. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm feeling a count in that heart. I can't help it. Uh, it's just I how love it works. So just like, and it's not even about that. It's like the experience to get, to go through all of that and pour your like your blood, sweat, your tears, everything in to this season. And then Maybe that first event that doesn't show up is just not a good representation of who you are as an athlete and you're out. Like that for me just makes my heart hurt for those athletes. So I, I'm going to watch it with an open mind. Um, but my initial reaction is just like, it's, it's going to be hard to watch for those 75 athletes that for the women or however many um, that only get to experience one event. Because that I know for myself also as a competitor, I like to get the first event out of the way. And then I feel like I can breathe and settle in. So that I feel like give them at least a day, give them three events. But for one event, I just feel like that's, that's pretty harsh. Do so you, that's my opinion. Part of me feels like, okay, okay, this has to be a riddle. This just has to be a, like a trick. They're just doing yeah. like a mind trick on them. And then when they get there, they'll be like, just kidding. You guys can stay. Yeah. Like, 
<laughs> or like the quote unquote first event will have like 12 parts. Yes. Like where you test everything. Like, let's right. test, it's like, okay, let's test some capacity. Okay, let's test some strength. Okay, it's let's like, test actually, the first yeah. event is the whole CrossFit Games. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything. Yeah. I just feel bad because I feel like the people. The first who, event lasts three days. Right. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Thanks, Dave Castro. Yeah. Cool. Super awesome. weird move, but like to- totally was expecting it actually. Yeah. Um, I feel bad because I feel like the people who are eliminated are going to be the ones who've come the farthest. They're going to be the ones from like the little countries that have never had a representation at the games before that won the open and like, you know, Cameroon. Yep. And I, I just feel like that again, CrossFit experience is definitely like you see the experience of athletes coming back time and time again. Right. So you do get the new names, but if you look, it's a lot of familiar faces, a lot of familiar names. And so to give these new faces one event, like you're not even, I feel like giving them a chance. Yes, some of them will move on, and we will see some new names and some new faces, which I can't wait to see who they are. Um, but at the same time, it's just, I, yeah, it's kind of hard just to think about everything they put into it. Hopefully, we'll see what it's like. But yeah, yeah I'm glad I you don't said know. That I don't love it because that was my initial reaction. And I'm not like I haven't been to the games to compete, but that was my initial reaction. I was like so mad because I'm like all the time and energy. Yeah, and you get to the games, and this is. And you can't control it. And that's that's something a lot of athletes work on is like, obviously, okay, what can I control? What can't I control? Like, that's me on the plane. Like, I'm writing my list all the time before I go compete. It's like, okay, if this happens, like, you can't control it. Let it go. Um, and so it's just, especially programming-wise, you just hope it's super well-rounded. Like, you hope everyone has a fair, equal chance to just represent themselves and just put on, just give it their full effort and have the best chance to move on. Yeah. So pretty cutthroat this year so not that it isn't every year but yeah but that's that's a big different that's a big yep. statement that's a big, big statement. statement yeah okay so on this show um i don't want to put you on the spot but okay let's see how fast you can be on your feet um oh, no. so on this podcast we talk a lot about we call them marriage hacks so little fun things that you do with your partner um so we're still working on our marriage hacks um so one thing I do, which is kind of weird, but when I come home from the gym, sometimes you're overstimulated and, you know, I'm all jacked up and he's been calm and at home for a while with the puppy. Um, honestly, I'll sit in my car and like respond to a couple emails for about five minutes just to like recenter myself and just kind of have a little bit of quiet time. So like when I get into the garage, uh, I'll just kind of sit there just for a couple minutes and just like take a couple breathers. So whatever was going on at work or in the gym that I don't want to bring home into the house. So we're not living it 24 seven. Um, that's just my way of like kind of resetting myself before I walk into the house because there's been plenty of times that I walk in and I'm just like, ah! and so for him, everything's been calm and I'm just like all jacked up and all fired up. So I'll just sit there and I'll like just clean out my inbox, like anything that's trash. I'll just kind of delete it throughout the day. Um, and it just gives me enough time to like calm myself down and just kind of reset myself before I walk into the house. Um, Another one is one of us cooks, one of us does the dishes. So if I also just need a second and I'm really hungry, like I'll just be like, hey, I'm going to run upstairs and take a shower because I've been in a hot gym all day. And for him, like usually he'll kind of cook. And then that gives me just another breather just to kind of take five minutes and then we'll switch. So after he's cooked, we've had our dinner or something. If he needs to get something done and he or he needs five minutes, um, he'll be like, hey, are you good with the dishes tonight? So we just kind of we have just kind of a couple minutes to ourselves. Um, but I'd say we're still working on them. But I think the biggest thing we've learned is there will be days like, and I do things 
and he does things like I somehow walk out of my shoes and I just leave them all over the house. And I would say, I was going to say the other thing is walking our dog. So if I just need a second and Milo will always, I love spending time with him, will always go on a walk. So sometimes when I'm like, man, I just, before I bite your head off or if something's really bothering me, I'll just take Milo out and we'll go out for like a 15 minute walk. And that instantly, like the good endorphins uh, and this kind of spending time outside getting some fresh air with Milo makes me feel immediately better. So, but we really don't have, I feel like we get along super well. And the biggest thing we've learned is like, there are little things we each will do that kind of get under each other's skin. Um, But it's just part of our quirks and our personality as well. So we kind of make jokes out of them. We laugh it off. Um, If there's something serious, we'll obviously sit down and talk about it. We communicate and that's a big thing with us and work through it. Um, But just like definitely loving the other person for who they are. And there will be quirks and there will be little things that, you know, sometimes get (laughs) under your skin. Yeah. I feel like the thing you're saying about walking out of your shoes is so relatable. Like I apparently like when I need to take off my socks, I just need to do it right (laughs) then and there. And like my socks are just all over the house and Brandon's like, my husband's like, what, why are your socks in the kitchen? Like, I don't know, because I need to take my socks off while I was in the kitchen. Like, leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's exactly. I, I also feel like there's such a, a thread that we hear about people like trying to build in that transition time between like their job and then their spouse. <laughs> it's like, okay, Joy like goes to the bathroom and she gets home. You like sit in your car. I definitely sit in my car and my husband will actually come out of the house with the kids and be like, Hey, I'm like, no, <laughs> this is my time. Yeah. It doesn't have to be long. If I'm having a a long day, it's definitely longer. But yeah, just like a quick two minutes. So like, okay, I'm going to shift my focus. So I'm not bringing everything into the house with me. And I can just focus more on us. And I think that definitely has helped. All right. So last question. What is next for you after the games? A couple things. So I have just wanted... First, I'm working on a YouTube channel. So Christy Airmel, and you can subscribe. So we are just kind of going to show daily life, right? So how to show some balance, because that's been huge. And I think just with where CrossFit's going, for people to understand, you can also have balance. So I'm definitely working on a YouTube channel right now. So just doing some vlogs and some fun things like that. And then um, from there, just working on players. So there's like a thousand and one things that I want to do with the gym, more programs, Uh, just kind of working with my coaches. And so I'll shift my focus into just continuing to make players a better business and also just a better community, more options for people, just hopefully everything they've ever wanted. And then also I just finished up my precision nutrition. And so uh, down the road, I would love to work with people. I think that's the biggest piece that's missing for a lot of people. And so just kind of working with private clients and trying to help them not have to count every single calorie or macro or or just help them to live their life and also get the best results inside and outside of the gym. So that's something I'm super excited about as well. That's awesome. So where can people find you or can they find your new YouTube channel? Where can they find you on social? Yeah. So people can, my YouTube channel, if find me on YouTube at Christy Irmo. So I've just got two vlogs. The third one should be going up soon. And then also my social media is Christy Irmo, no spaces, no letters, no numbers, no nothing, just Christy Armo, and then also on Facebook, Christy Armo. So if they're ever in Columbus, they should check out CrossFit Players because I'm there all the time. <laughs> well, thank you, Christy, so much for joining us. We've had such a blast talking to you, and hopefully we'll get to wave at you from the games. Yeah. If you, if you hear us uh, screaming at you, well, we're, you know. Yes, please like, do. It's Joy and Claire. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs>
Awesome. Well, yeah, we always love, you know, like stalking Sam Dancer and the and of Margot. And, you know, I feel like I just want to like stalk your team and come hang out with you guys. Yes, please do. We're going to have a good time. <laughs> Hopefully we'll, we'll do well too, but we're going to have a good time regardless. <laughs> Either way, we can all meet at Gray's afterwards and have some burgers. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I awesome. love a burger. Well, I mean, what's not to love? Cool. Well, thank you so much, Christy. And listeners, you can find us, Girls Gone Wild podcast.com, at Joy and Claire underscore on Instagram or Girls Gone Wild on Facebook. Subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review. We would love it to hear from you. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.